definitely tired of the chilly weather, Dave. How about you? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you've got a few more months of it than I do. Yep. Well, let's get right to it. Hey, everyone. I am Jim Gast and of Splice and Consulting, and you are listening and watching No Law From Left Behind. Thanks for joining us for our third show of the year, Dave. Hi. Thanks for yeah. having me again. No, Dave, you know, I can't do this without you and Vinny. It's just not possible. Um, and so today we are really excited to bring Bianca Morais. Uh, I think I just butchered that, Bianca, to the show. And uh, hi, Bianca. How are you? Hey, guys. Good to be here. <laughs> hey, you too. Well, we're really, really excited to have you here. And, and, you know, Bianca, for everyone that is watching and will be listening to the podcast, um, I, I always like to give an introduction, but I never am good as good as the person themselves at giving their own introduction. OK, and so here's what I'm going to say. We, we all know you're from Fort Lauderdale. We all know you're a legal uh, law firm consultant, amongst other things. We know you're a veteran and you've been doing it for a long time. You've got a lot of great experience in law firms. But, you know, in your own words, tell everybody in our audience what you do and how you do it. Uh, and a little bit of your, your your history, if you don't mind. Okay, great. Well, first, thank you for having me. I'm super stoked. This is, you know, my topic as far as being in the law firm industry for over four, almost four decades now. I hate to say it. I know I look marvelous, so thank you. Um, wow. I live in South Florida. I've been here for 44 years. I'm sorry you guys are in the cold. Um I love what I do. I have been helping law firms um, achieve success in all areas of their business, pretty much. Uh, my experience is in operations, uh, mergers and acquisitions, practice development. Uh, right now, I'm really finding myself in the space of retention of employees. That's no surprise to you guys. You've been speaking right. about this for a bit. And I love cross-selling, marketing, succession planning, which nobody does. And I'm just passionate about energizing people to take their business to the next level. That's pretty much what I do. That's some great stuff. That's great. So, Bianca, you know, obviously we're in a new um environment than we were a couple years ago. COVID and the way it shut everything down and just the differences that it has made across many industries, legal included, uh, can't be ignored. So you work with a lot of law firms, obviously, and you've seen what's happened over the last, you know, two years. Um What's different now? What is what have you seen as the impact of COVID? Not just originally, and uh, but what are the lingering effects? What's happening right now, even with regards to things? Well, that's a great question. You know, employee retention is a big concern, and I thought when COVID came that my business was just going to sit back. I checked my bank account. I said, you know what, I could manage for a while here without worrying. I have to tell you, four days into COVID, my phone did not stop ringing. And the biggest issue was, how are we going to manage our people? We still need to work. We're all in lockdown. How do we make sure the work gets done? How do we make sure the bills go out? All of those uh, ideas and thought process for a regular running of a business. And I found myself 
you know, in a very changed world, I reinvented what I did and I became a virtual HR conductor, I want to call it, because I was hired on by many firms all over on the Eastern Seaboard. And I would just make check-in calls to every one of them, making sure that they were okay, their family was okay. They had the tools they needed, which was the first scurry. You know, do you have the tools? Do you have the two screens you need? Do you have, you know, a good system, good Wi-Fi, et cetera? And the dynamics of how we work, people forgot how to work. It was the most amazing, crazy thing I've ever seen. And, you know, you all starting this program with cyber and protection and all of that kind of stuff and that concern wow, we were like hustling around. It was really crazy. And that became a big focal point. The firms that hired me found less trouble segueing back into the industry. Go ahead, sorry. When no one was watching the store, so to speak, we've seen the tumula of it going forward to today. Back offices backed up, ARs, billing didn't go out, uh, assignments didn't get taken care of because the courts were closed down. It's almost like people forgot to put how to put on a tie. I mean, it was crazy stuff. And so would you say that it it's not so much that the practice areas of law really changed? Everybody was is still kind of doing what they were doing before, but it's the the mode of operation, the way that everything gets done that's changed more than the than the areas themselves? Or did you see upticks, downticks, things like that? Or was it just a forklift? Well, <laughs> I like that phrase, a forklift. Um, well, all of the above. The areas that are th- were thriving immediately was wills, uh, estate planning, trust, uh, contracts were being examined because there was, you know, who do we hire? Where do we hire them? What are we watching for? People started resigning just out of the blue. Oh, you know, I'm of retirement age. I'm out of here kind of thing. And then overall, various firms that had the seniors at that 70 mark, you know, 67 to 70 mark, Mm-hmm. Closed down the firm. You know, they were calling me and they were like, we're closing down the firm. I'm like, what? Wow. And I We've did a lot of dissolutions of firms during this time. And unfortunately, they contact, excuse me, contacted me when they were ready to close instead of help me sell my practice. Help right. me succession out of here. Just There's close. Firms don't exist anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So obviously we've seen areas change, firms have changed, the way we do business has changed. We're we're in a whole different environment. Le- you know, le- legal has not escaped this change that's gone over all of these industries. So with where you are now, where we are today in January of 2022, um, what do you see? What are the three things right now that continue to hold law firms and law practices back from growth? Yeah, this is a key question. 
Okay, number one, and it's going to sound like there's more than three, but it's really not. Employee retention. There's mm. lack of a good job pool. That's number one. Number two, lack of processes, procedures, and training. That's been a problem for a long time, but no one was addressing it. And then finally, sustainability and succession planning, because we were not ready for all of this. And I'll throw in there, not being paperless. Oh, Dave's a real fan of that one, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think of the first one and and I, I think that there's some that the the employee in, in pool of employment people you can employ right the what what we called last week on the show the um the stock you know the, you know what i mean the employment pool i'm tongue-tying today um that's not anything an employer a law firm as an employer can do anything about what's out there's out there right but the culture of the law firm internally for the people that they've got to keep them is all in and completely in their control. Right. Um, and, and it goes along in my opinion with process and documentation with what you said, Bianca, um, if you don't document what, what are your corporate or your law firm goals, right? What's your core focus? What are your values? All these things are documentation, um, and you can't live up to them until you document them. Same as you can't follow a process until you have a process in place. You, you can tie that together in a way, and that can be something that's holding the law firm back, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many law firms operate with m- missing parts, vision, mission, goals, budget. Mm-hmm. They operate that way 20 years and then I'm called in and I'm going, uh, so where have you been going for 20 years? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think myself is um, like a GPS. If you put in a bad address, you never get to your destination. You know, let me help you with the address. Let me help you get there and, you know, figure out the shortest, safest, less expensive route to get there. Yeah, let me. It's really hurting them when I let I me think throw really let me throw them. something in that, that I've seen, and I and I want to get your feedback on this, Bianca. Um, when you talk about that vision, when you talk about that direction, um, from what I've seen, there that there's kind of two channels that this goes down. One, you've got the overall firm's vision and direction. But then something that's really important to me as as an attorney and something that we do really good at the firm that I'm at is we sit down and we talk about the vision and the direction of each one of the individuals that are part of that firm. Because I think that having that, that, you know, caring about what's important to, to the individual is as important as the direction of the firm as a whole. Do you see that as normal or is that sort of an exception to the rule? Well, okay. I'll take it in two parts, uh, David. All of that is important. What is important to each individual and then also what is important to uh, the firm itself. Hopefully those goals align with one another Mm -hmm. because if they don't, then we have a problem. So we're I see law firms falling short 
other than those goals, visions, and mission, we tend to forget about that 80-20 rule. And we forget to, which is 80% of your clients are going to, you know, 20% of your clients are going to give you 80% of your business. And we're always seeking new business instead of taking care of that uh group of people that have always been there, those clients. And then we forget about cross-selling between the different practice areas, which is something I love to do. And exponentially, you will see growth in a firm and with the players, the partners, the junior partners, et cetera, to take the firm to places that they never thought was attainable. So that is, you know, what I look at when I'm in a firm and all of it is important. All of it. Mm-hmm. So, so if you can say there's a number of things that law firms are doing to hurt themselves and keeping themselves from growing, then on the other side, they're doing it, right? I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of law firms out there that have no plan. They just practice law and attract clients and congratulations for being successful, right? Um, imagine how successful they could be if they had great plans. Um, so if we say there's things they're doing to hurt themselves, what kind of things do you see law firms doing on the other hand that are really helping themselves? Okay. So let's talk about adaptability, right? Mm-hmm. The most successful firms that I see have engaged with the way life is really going. So for instance, I was just in a fairly large firm and we made the decision to go uh, hybrid. Two days out of the office, three days in the office, everybody there. And that's made a huge impact. Now, if, and they love it, of course, do they want more time? Absolutely. But that is working for them. Also, making sure that all the equipment works properly. There's nothing worse than a server because that firm has decided not to go in the cloud. Why? I have no idea. But, you know, making sure equipment's working. You know, I had a firm down because the AC went out in the computer room. Hello? What is that about? Yeah, with with cloud. So just little things like that. But having the synergy, and for me, the biggest offering that any law firm can give its people is education, from the receptionist all the way to the managing partner. When you give education, it's a gift. It says, I want you to grow. I want you to extend your knowledge, not just sit in that same seat for the rest of your life without challenging yourself. And, you know, going back, if you're, if you give to your people and I'm not talking just money, if you give to your people what their needs are, they will give you tenfold back because they usually need the job. But we forget about that. We just keep everybody working, work, work, put in your time. And we measure that goodness and grace that we get from our employees in the wrong measurement with time and billing only. There's so much more to all of us. Dave, you said it a minute ago, and I'm going to paraphrase what you said because I hear the same tone coming from Bianca. It's the big question as a law firm owner to ask your people, why are you here? 
you know, why are you here? What's your goal? What are, what can I do to help you while you're here? And right. so that's what they're doing at Buckingham, Dave. And I love that. And Bianca, what you're saying is that exact question. Why are you here at this law firm with me? And how can I help you reach your goals while you help me reach mine? Would you guys say that's a fair, fair, fair statement and fair parallel to what you're saying, Bianca? Absolutely. You know, everybody has a position. Everybody has a destination they have to get to. And if we lift each other and we're more concerned and compassionate, because compassionate is just being present and letting people know that you exist. You know, I, I have attorneys, they never even say good morning to the people in the office when they walk through. They're just from front de- door to desk. So changing behaviors a little bit, mindset, bringing joy to the workplace. We forget to have fun. You know, we're just working all the time. We're not having fun. We forget to smile. Uh, My favorite uh, vision is now when I go into a law firm, the upper half of the attorneys are in a suit, tie, and, you know, shirt. And the bottom is uh, shorts. I'm in Florida, remember, and boat shoes. (laughs) So it's hilarious. And who's used to that culture? Not me. I'm in a party dress with nylons and everything, even though it's the summer. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, what happened to that professional, you know, demeanor? But I also see people being a little less serious than a couple of years ago. Mm. Because we never know when it's going to be over, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Dave, uh, I think we have time for one last one last question. And I, sure, I yeah. would you like to go ahead and just go go with it? Um, so yeah, what I would say is let's put a hypothetical out there. One of the, one of the problems that we see a lot are attorneys that get so bogged down in being an attorney. Okay. And so we've got the practice of law, we've got the business of law. And I know I've always tried to balance those two as an attorney and as a consultant, I always was focusing on the business of law. And I think Bianca, your focus is obviously on, on the business of law as well. So if let's just say you're at a firm, you know, you've got yourself, maybe a couple attorneys, some staff or whatnot. What are the big things, you know, all the different hats that you've got to wear if you had to give a piece of advice or two or whatever, how do we quit? How does an attorney quit working in their business and start working on it? How do they extract themselves so that they can actually achieve that growth that you're an expert in in helping them achieve? Great question, David. Um, Yeah. I use that phrase quite often when I walk in the door. So, you know, We need to sleep eight hours a day. I'm going to start there. You know, attorneys are notorious for sleeping four hours, if that, a day, because they're either worried, concerned, or have something to do on their plate. And and I love the energy of being in a law firm. People say, and please don't hurt me on this one, how have you put up with attorneys for 40 years? You know, they're the (laughs) toughest group. 
But let me tell you, their intelligence, they're intuitive, they want to learn constantly. They're like, you know, full-time students their whole life. Remember, they're still, you know, reading, writing, researching, etc. So taking that eight-hour day or at least seven-hour day of sleep, you have about from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. to do stuff, family, everything else has to fit into that. To keep your business going, you have to be in the forefront of your current clients and new business, yes? So one hour a day, every day has to be set on marketing. And what do I mean by that? It could be something as simple as spending 30 minutes on LinkedIn or writing a short blog for the website. Breakfast is a great time. Have coffee three to four times a week with someone, a networking group that meets once a month, et cetera, et cetera. But one hour a day, lunch, you got to eat, go to lunch, stop sitting at your desk. Mm -hmm. And just the way you make it to a court appearance on Zoom, hey, you could do the same thing. It's about putting your schedule together in a finite way. And What I always tell anyone that wants to grow and grow their business and have family life balance, keep your time of everything you do. I'm talking about even going to the bathroom for two weeks from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. You will find so many holes. You will find so much wasted time. You will find so many things that you're like, wait a minute, I just found an extra hour a day. Mm -hmm. And I can send that email blast to several of my clients. I can pick up the phone, which is the best thing you can do and say, Hey, I'm still here. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. I I will add my most successful firm. We did a phone blitz. We called every single client the first three months of COVID. That firm never lost a beat and they are flourishing. They had the best 2020 of their life because we cared. Yep. Because we were kind, because we were trusted. And that's what helped build the business. But you must market. Even if you are overwhelmed, you must continue to market. That is how yep. your funnel stays full. And, and know and- where you're going, Dave. Know where you're going. Get that GPS just right. Oh, that's so right. That's so good, Bianca. I got to tell you, um, intentional is the word I would use. Be intentional with your time, right? Absolutely. Don't don't let things happen by accident. Don't, you know, if you're doing something and all of a sudden you say, hey, I got to buy a vacuum cleaner on Amazon. (laughs) That's not the time to go buy a vacuum cleaner on Amazon, right? Now's the time to do uh, uh, what's important. And I, I forget who said it. But the main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. <laughs> yeah. And I so. like to say, Ernest Hemingway said, do not mistake motion for action. Ooh, I love that one. I never heard that one. So, well, Bianca, it has been great having you on the show. And uh, we can't wait to have you on sometime again in the future. Are you good for that? Thank you. It was an honor. Yep. 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 You good to come back on the show sometime? 
Absolutely. Oh, that's exciting. We, we love that. So listen, um, you know, we're going to go and uh, end right here. Uh, if you're not a member of No Law Firm Left Behind on LinkedIn, the LinkedIn group, uh, please go join it. Uh, if you if you can't, if you don't have time to write this down, LinkedIn doesn't give us pretty URLs to help us remember uh, what the group names are. But just go to LinkedIn and uh, Google, uh, search No Law Firm Left Behind. Uh, if you're looking for our podcast, you can find it on Google by just by typing no law from left behind podcast. And we're on any number of platforms. So Bianca, thanks a lot for joining us today. Dave, always a pleasure working with you. Always. So take care, everyone. Thanks, Thank everybody. Thanks, Bianca. Bye-bye. Take care. You're welcome.